time for the Any Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, one, two, one, two. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation. The podcast. Yeah, we in this bitch, man. Oh, shit, man. What's good? How you doing? Man, it's all good, man. Feeling good, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Feeling joyous and shit. I could dig it. Put some joy on the calendar. You know what I'm saying? It was on the calendar. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Had a couple of joyous occasions on the calendar this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Yeah. Just got back from New Orleans. Right. Yeah. How was that? Oh, sh- shit was crazy, man. It's Mardi Gras, you know? Right. You know what I'm saying? Which you always hear about Mardi Gras. Right. But I never really kind of knew. I don't know anything. I still know, I know about it. Right. In the abstract. First of all, what does Mardi Gras even mean? Listen, man, I don't know. Oh, I thought you was coming back. No, with I don't the have knowledge. I just oh. only have experience. Dang, I thought you just came back with the Mardi Gras pilgrimage no, I w- I talk. I wish, I wish I had the knowledge, but it seemed like it's very deep. You know what I'm saying? It's not no real. You, I probably could just explain some quick little shit, but without the on the ground experience mm-hmm. of what it is, it's a lot different. I guess it, it probably compares to carnival and on these uh, islands and stuff like that. Right. Uh, you know, Trinidad is having their carnival right now. Yeah. Um, I saw Haiti, they they canceled carnival because of some shit going on. I think some unrest. Yeah, coronavirus? Yeah. Nah, I think it's deeper than that. But uh, let me not get uh, yeah, to yeah, 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 quote yeah. shit that I didn't all the way read. I see, I get oh, meme yeah. information out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, that's, that's spreading ignorance. So, yeah, Mardi Gras is something aligned with, with uh, carnival, I guess. Okay. But, you know, it has all kind of, you know, Racial overtones and you know what I'm saying, S- slave connections and you know what I mean. It's a lot. It's very American in its uh, in its history and and such. But did it start in America or is it? Some I don't know if Mardi African Gras started shit? somewhere else, but they participate in it in okay. fucking New Orleans. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> Tell me which about is, which is its own country anyway. Yeah, that's you know what, what I'm saying. Hearing. New Orleans is its own world. They got their own thing, man. But to be in the middle, I, I was actually kind of peripherally in it when it was all star there. But you know, what I'm saying you was doing other things right. other than the Mardi Gras stuff, and it still was kind of like the beginning of Mardi Gras, which they take that shit very seriously as far as taking that month off from regular scheduled activities. You know, what I'm saying it's like a month of doing these parties and all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But this time, you know, what I'm saying I guess it was heading into the height of the shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. I went for um, Zulu Ball mm-hmm. to document the Zulu Ball. You know, what I'm saying shout out to Chris Latimer and uh, Jeff Williams who who uh, campaigned for me to to be there to cover it and 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 uh, document it. And uh, shout out to New Orleans uh, director producer E Buckles for you know what I'm saying lending me his crew mm. to help me out with it. You know what I'm saying so. You know what I'm saying? We had a good time in that. But <clears throat> Zulu ball shit, man. Yeah, what is the Zulu ball? Well, Zulu, the Zulu crew, uh, social uh, club is the black, I guess the first black social club. I guess these social clubs started as, you know, white things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Zulu was the first black one. And, you know, they added the black flair to Mardi Gras and, and, um, and, 
in doing those types of things. I'm, I'm not going to speak too much because I'm just telling you some old side shit I learned over well, the course of 24 see? hours. Speak I'm to about to get saw. to it. I'm okay, about to get to right. it. So you got you to gotta set up what it is before you just start to talk about what you see because... Okay. Think the Zulu ball purists are listening, combing through the podcast, nah, waiting but for misinformation? Being there, being there and experiencing it, I want to get it right out of respect Got it. for what it is. You know what I'm saying? So... They've been they've been having this ball for a hundred and this is the hundred and eleventh year of this ball, and which that's hard to keep anything going for a hundred and some years. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's some schools and institutions that ain't been around a hundred and eleven years. You know, so for them to have this social club that is is you know volunteer self funded. You know what I mean. To keep it around for 100 years, it's it's ingrained in the social texture right. and makeup of, of the city. And when Mardi Gras come, Zulus do this big-ass ball. And, to, you know, I've been to a few balls and, you know, coronations and things of mm-hmm. that nature. You know what I'm saying? It's usually, you know, a 1,000 people, 500 people, you know, a room with some tables and shit. Right. It's 20,000 people, man. Where is it at? In the convention center. Oh, it's in the center. In the convention center. Like, not one room. Like, a whole... This shit longer than the football field. Oh, so like a ball. Like an yeah. evening gown yeah. type of shit. Fucking okay. tuxedos. Okay. I'm, and, okay. Yeah. It's a real I ball. Was, I was thinking... That I was getting it confused. Not confused, but my thought was it was some outdoor Mardi Gras shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, so this is like an event. This, this is, is the event. This the is like event. the big dance. This is the big black dance. Yeah. Man. Who was DJing? Uh, SNS. Ooh, all right. Jubilee, the Jubilee came out at the end. Okay. Um, then they had, you know, saying local cat DJ Polo. So yeah, it was a uh, okay. Yeah. Then you know he had Dougie Fresh doing what Dougie Fresh do. Okay. He brought out Juvenile, which you know what I'm saying. Before I get to the rest of the breakdown, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. I felt like I was in the middle of a historical moment of shooting Juvie on stage in New Orleans. Right. Doing back that ass up. Right. In New Orleans during Mardi Gras. The mo- at the motherland. In the motherland. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it felt like a moment. That is on brand like <laughs> a motherfucker. Yeah. Because last time I was in New Orleans for Essence Fest, uh-huh. I was fucking with everybody that was with the crew. Like, uh-huh. shit, we in New Orleans. They finna play that. You know what I'm saying? Cash money. You know what I'm saying? Taking over for the 99 to the 2000. Right. And the whole fucking weekend we was there, no DJ played it. Ugh. And so it was like a running joke. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit. Because you know when you get to that part of the party where this shit drop right about now. And they would not. It wouldn't go. It I wonder, never went. I wonder uh, if it's a thing where it's not appreciated as much as it is at home. But it wasn't. It like these wasn't like local DJs. These was just like you know national right. DJs. This is that's I mean? a go to New Orleans record for yeah. especially somebody that's not from there. Exactly. Like that's uh-huh. the first thing you should drop. Right. So it was a running joke that it never came on, and I kept on saying it every time. So right. for the next time for me to be in New Orleans and to be on stage shooting juvie, yeah, and that shit dropped. Uh huh. That shit was a moment. How was talk to me? How was the, what was the response out there? I mean, there? you know what the response was. So you they backed Orleans. it up. They backed <laughs> it up. They, they, cause, cause the Zulu ball created such a context, 110 years or 100 yeah. years. I'm figuring it was some old, you know, uh esteemed uh black intelligentsia. And then they they got into see, it. See, here go the thing about it. That's that's why I wanted to finish talking about what the ball is. Oh, all right, go ahead, talk about it. 
The coronation part is where they, you know, where they anoint the new king and queen of Zulu for the year. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And they come and everybody come with the big feathers and the, you know what I'm saying, the 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 costumes and shit. Like, yeah. The big New Orleans costumes. And so you got that whole thing. And it's very formal and very upright and very black intelligentsia and, and society and who's who and all of the, and it's of all, the beauty of it is it's all generations you know what i'm saying you got the little girls who who are in it then you got the the teenagers who are kind of like being escorted out like you know like a uh cotillion type of right, thing right then you know what I'm saying so you got like the junior uh hold, who hold the junior court right then then you bring out the queen mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying then you bring of the out, ball of the ball then you bring out the king okay and then you know they i guess they hold their post for the year and then next year they'll give it to somebody else and then you could see like you know, you had these different sections where I guess, you know, different people had their own sections. Yeah. And then you could see the the king who's getting coordinated. He's his he had a big section right in the middle. Right. Then last year's king had his section. And then you you see all these different kings from the different years. Oh, that's dope. At their own sections or tables and shit. And it's like, damn, this shit really been going on. Right. And, and you know, like one of the guys who was shooting with me, he was like, you know, his dad was, you know, the Zulu king from such and such year. And you know what I mean? It's oh, like, wow. it's a big thing it's in legacy. the community. And it's not just the society people or the people of means. It's everybody. It's everybody in here. You know what I'm saying? And then, again, you got 20,000 people in this motherfucker. That's wild. And it's BYOB. That's beautiful. Bring your own food. Wow. And drink. So you know what that means. That shit is popping. That means everybody table got they, yeah. they whole spread and layout. Some people got the, the convention center people's. Sound like a homecoming. It is it's a, it's very much a homecoming in tuxedos. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? So, I like that. So you got all these people. They doing it how we do. You know what I'm saying? Right. At every level. You might have some people got their whole layout catered by the famous restaurant or some people shit catered by the convention center. Some people brought their own. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, a couple white tables in there who had a full, basically a full bar at their shit. You know what I mean? So then you have a couple bars that were selling shit, but you got all these people in here having a ball. You know what I'm saying? And like really having a ball. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Literally and figuratively. You know what I'm saying? And- so let me oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. No, go answer. Ask your question. Throughout all of this, is it being uh like is there like a through line? Is there like a host that's saying certain shit? Yeah. Okay. So the first part you had a coronation section. Right. You, you anoint the king, then the second line come through that bitch. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's what get the party going. Like second line come through. And this is a, you know what I'm saying? So everybody rushed the second line and you know, this is my first second line. Yeah. I'm in the middle of that bit shooting like, oh, shit, I'm in the second line. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then so by the time the second line come through, everybody already on the dance floor, DJ kick in. You got the host. Uh, damn, why well, I can't think of her name. But she's local radio, you know what I'm saying, hero, legend. Right. And um, something Angie, something up, something Angela. Damn. But anyway, they know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the second line kick in. Everybody out there doing their thing, old folks, young folks, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's like your grandma and them. Right. Then it's the, your, your stunner cousin that's in his 30s. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's his little brother in his 20s. Everybody got their space. Everybody is in there together and doing their thing. 
You know what I'm saying? You got hot girl. You got classy Creole. You know what I'm saying? You got classy blacks. You got everybody in this motherfucker, right? And then dressed up, everybody looking good, it's feeling good. You don't feel like shit about to get shot up. Right. Ain't no, you got police and security on the peripheral, but you know what I'm saying? It's all black police. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you don't feel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you being policed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, everybody know no what it overseers. is. No overseers. Yeah, no overseers. It's just us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, <clears throat> and um, it really feels like Kendrick's we gonna be all right in that bitch. That's you dope. know what I'm saying? So, when Juvie's on the stage and he about to go into back that ass up, first he came in on my favorite song, uh, the slow motion. Okay, you know that's saying? hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how he came out. I was like, oh, yeah. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? Came out on slow motion, then did the Miami classic of 400 degrees. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then he like, you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? You know, I want y'all to lift them dresses up, you know what I'm saying, and get ready. And then they dropped that motherfucker back that ass up and shit went berserk. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So it was, uh, it just felt good to be in that environment. Like when you go to homecoming, it's a bunch of people and it feels like that. But right. it's like, I never been to one party with that all big. that many people. Yeah. Everybody dressed up, looking good. And it's and everybody's still having it. You know what I'm saying? It's not stush, it's not, you know, eh, eh, eh. it's everybody having it. And it's like, damn, this shit is is it's like a whole lot of possibility in that. Right. One, we can keep some shit going for a hundred and something years, you know what I'm saying? And that shit be good and everybody enjoy it, could be part of culture. It's like you don't really get to see that often. Like usually we get some good shit going and shit get fucked up some kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They keep that that shit is going. That shit is ingrained in the culture, and you can see that it's going to continue to grow and go because it's a great time. You that shit sounds dope. That shit make you feel like you like you feel like you feel proud. I'm black. I'm in this motherfucker, man. That's you know dope. what I'm saying? Is the recap you doing? Is it some internal shit or will it see the world? Because I, I want to see it. It's going to see the world. Okay, it's yeah. Keep me world. posted. I want to see that shit. I definitely want to see that. I, Cause just in my mind, I could mm. see juvenile in front of you know twenty thousand elegant motherfuckers <laughs> going ham. Going yeah, ham. I got it. I got this in the, in New Orleans. Yeah, I got to see Orleans. that shit. It, it, it's 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 good, and it's like it's kind of like you got every every kind of whoever That's up in there. Up. It's like you know what I'm saying. Like I say, when you go to a black school mm-hmm. and you learn all the different kinds of black people, it is out there. You like damn, you ain't know there was this many kind of black people. Yeah, and then you learn where you fall in within right. the blacks. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Amongst the blacks, motherfucker. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Blase skip. Mm-hmm. It's like when you in there, it's that you see the spectrum. In, yeah, it's that in one room, and it's like shit. I know where I fall at amongst these people. You know so what I'm saying? is that the is that one of the events of Mardi Gras? Like if you black. That yeah, that is you like you from, trying to get your ticket to that. From what I understand, that is the black event. It's others, but that is the one. I'm curious how early you got a cop a ticket for that shit, because it sounds like something well, that go fast. I think I think he um when they when I was talking to him, we probably was maybe three weeks out from it, and he was like we maybe had just sold out, but Man. that probably was like the periphery. Like nigga, when you see the room. I don't even the camera. You, I would probably would have had to have a drone for you to really get a feel for how big that shit is. Like, like imagine you know just putting tables all the way across a football field plus another forty yards. You know what I'm saying? That's how 
big it is. And is there a lot of like intermingling? It's all good. Like people go from table to table, see sets and shit like that, or do people kind of stay in their section? No, nah, everybody just... do whatever. But I can keep my eye on one place because I was all over the place. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's very. It's still kind of separated with these little gates and barriers, so you just, it won't be out of control. So you, it's certain places you gotta walk the okay. way you gotta walk to get to other sections. But and then there's some sections where you gotta have a ticket to get in that section. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So some sections was like a different pay scale. Okay, the fly mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, well, open just, bar or something. Yeah, probably like that. I don't know the specifics, but it was certain sections I know they was checking tickets to get into these sections. Yeah. And then the, you know, like what a president. Where the uh, king had his shit, like you gotta have a wristband and be on the list to get into the certain places where they got their food. And but I think everybody sponsored their own section, mm. so you know that that king might have this kind of food and this kind of setup. You know what I'm saying? This one got they shit all adorned with you know what I'm saying different kind of shit and food and drink. So you go where you are uh, invited to go. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? And then the dance floor is for everybody. That shit sound cool. Yeah, that shit was dope. Yeah, man. Shout out to New Orleans. Shout out to New Orleans. That shit, it's a a real, it's like if they put a certain era of blackness in a a capsule Uh and kind of was able to keep it there for a minute Uh for the good and the bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of the summer like when you're in New Orleans, some of that shit you still see slavery at that. Yeah, like, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like nigga, this yes shit. Sir. Yes, sir, man. Yes, not sir. even that. It just feel the way that the way they police shit and the way they heavy. You know what I'm saying? The way they kind of move, it's kind of like you could still feel a certain era of Jim Crow that you don't really Damn. feel every day. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's not you, when you start hearing people talk about, you know what I'm saying? The difference and 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 the, the breakdown between Creole and Black, you know, saying anything, you know, it's like, yeah, damn, yo, mm-hmm. it's cringeworthy. But on the flip side, culturally, you know, what I'm saying the love and all that shit that go on down there, and the hospitality, and you know, it's like a it's an era that 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 is missing in other places that that kind of faded away as we moved into mainstream society. Yeah, I could see that. Everybody says New Orleans is like a country within this country. It's like its own country. I've been there twice. I got to really get into New Orleans. I had, you know, it was cool. I had cool times each time, but I I don't think I've done the New Orleans thing all the way to the hilt. You know what I mean? I want to go once. I want to go again because I can feel it. When I go there, you can feel the energy. You can feel like this is, this is. I won't say like a playground, but this is a lot of shit to indulge in and enjoy yourself. Like just so many different things on so many different levels from culture to food to, you know, all in history, art, all of that shit. It's a lot going on out there. So yeah, it is. And that yeah. Mardi Gras shit is a whole nother level. I ain't even yeah. talking about what's happening on the streets and in the, in the white neighborhoods. Like, yeah, was, they just wide open. Like we went to get some food and um, it was by Tulane and all that shit. And they was just. Wide open, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was selling pills on the street, and white kids was just getting it in. Wow! It's like you know, everybody dressed up in costumes or little skimpy shit. It's just like a free fall, like some kind of wild ass. You know what I'm saying? So Mardi Gras is extends throughout the entire city. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I don't never yeah. been. Like I never this. been. I'm curious, and it's it's the whole month of February, basically. Yeah. 
Fuck. That's bananas. So, like, you know what I'm saying? They have, like, the second lines and parades will go through the different neighborhoods. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I'm not sure how far out it goes, but right. within the inner city of New Orleans, you know, the parades and second lines, they go through different neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So... Two lanes in the inner city area or, like, yeah, it's, close? It's just close by. It's not too far from where Magnolia Projects was. It's, like, straight down the same street. Mm. They call that Harmony Oaks now. Magnolia Projects has been uh Yeah, they tore, them, they tore them down and built houses and stuff. But, you know, black people still love over there. It's just, it's like, you know what I'm saying, after Katrina, they started to, to tear down the projects out there. Does it look different now? Yeah, it's, okay. it's fucking, like, regular old suburban-looking houses. And then they still got the one, like in New Orleans, what they do when they tear the projects down, they keep one of the buildings for historical reference. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. But when you looked at the building that they kept over in Magnolia, and they redid it, they're like, why y'all ain't just do the whole shit like this? Because the shit shit looks fresh as fuck. Right. (laughs) Like, you could have just did the whole projects like this. Nah. Nah. We're going to redevelop. I'm going to flip some shit. Yeah, we're we going to flip this. To, you know what I'm saying? We don't want this shit to look nothing familiar. Yeah. Uh, like, man, y'all could have, if, if all this shit look like that, that was a shit. That's a good deal. That's hard. I got to, yeah, I got to, I'm going to go out there, man. Uh, shout out to New Orleans. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. On your flight down to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Now, what's that, about three hour flight? Yeah, yeah, about three hours. Did you recline your seat? I never recline my seat, but not because of no reason, not because of nobody behind me. Really? I just don't, I'm not comfortable in that, because it don't recline enough for you to get comfortable. It's just a, a little bullshit ass five degrees. It, 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 it ain't worth it to me. I it ain't, it don't give me nothing, so I don't I don't even recline. You don't even in, engage in that shit? Nah, nah, nah. Where you stand on this recline uh, battle with people now... I think the head of Delta said uh, made a statement where he said, "She's I'm not hooping sure if it was a he or she, but the head of Delta said he he said uh, if you're gonna recline your seat, you need to ask your, uh, the person behind you. Where do you stand with that? I mean, I don't agree that you had to ask nobody for shit. You know what I'm saying? Because if the seat recline, they recline. My my beef is with the people who recline by slamming that shit back. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, you know, I'm 6'3", mm-hmm. and my knees is right there on the motherfucking back of the seat. And every time you slam back, that shit is fucking your knees up for real, for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So some people, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to recline, ease on back. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, you know, ease back with it, you know? Or look back and check the seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ain't got to ask. But don't just, like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a certain type of person that's like a repeat offender on that type shit. And... It's either a big, big white person or a little, uh, a little uh, petite white girl. Interesting. That just don't really. They have no awareness of what what the fuck's going on. Uh-huh. They just slam the seat back just because you know no spatial awareness. Yeah, 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 no spatial awareness or consideration to what could be around. They just slam that shit back. Cause you know what I'm saying they were trying to get in their comfort comfortability, right. and then it'd be like ah shit, and yeah. then they don't even recognize the shit. So when the dude was beating on the lady chair, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I didn't agree with that, but I damn sure wanted to beat on the back of somebody's chair. Oh, I didn't I, see this. After, what happened? So what sparked this discussion was, uh, I guess a lady had reclined her seat. You don't see the beginning; it just come in with this guy beating on the back of her seat. Just repeatedly, boop, boop, 
like a next door neighbor. Just fucking with her because she reclined. Right. I'm not sure if she slammed into his knees because that's the way I be feeling when right. a motherfucker slamming my knees. You just want to shake the shit, and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just make it uncomfortable for them. But I guess uh, I'm not sure how theirs started, but I sure have felt that way before. Yeah, I felt that way. But he looked really insane doing it. He, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a little much. I mean, I guess one or two, you get what you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You get your point across. You just, what you waiting right. for? How many times you going to beat? What, what's, your, what's your point at this because point? Because you're going to beat until you feel satisfied. Because yeah. in my case, your knees still be hurt. Yeah. You're like, God damn. You know what I'm saying? And you got some people that do it. They, they, they do it, they slam it back, and then they keep kind of pushing to yeah. see if it could go back further. And like, motherfucker, stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, stop. <laughs> I ain't never been there. I, I look back. I right. look back like I'm pulling into a parking right. spot. Right, it's like spatial I, awareness. Yeah, I do the, I do the, I don't always ask. I might have used to ask as a, as a youngster, but as a, you know. Nah. You get older, you like, man, fuck this. I done paid too much for this shit. Right. I'm about to pull back and get this little whatever this little bit of incline is or recline is. Right. But I, I typically go smooth back because I have also noticed, not even just your knees, but say you got your laptop. If you really getting into it, you got your laptop right. on the little table right. doing some work. That shit come down. It fuck your whole lap. It could. I don't know if it could crack your shit yeah but if you got your little ginger ale oh yeah you know what I'm saying, and your laptop you doing all this shit destroy your whole you know what I'm shit you ain't got but so much space and then they come slamming back mm-hmm. you fucked up i think man I, I feel like air travel man it's so much it's so it's like where status mm-hmm. and entitlement converge right you know what i mean because it you know, everybody feel like you can't tell me like people feel a way based on the little precious minerals that they've earned via flying. So you mm-hmm. can't tell me that somebody that is gold <laughs> don't look down on somebody that's ruby. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like they 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 feel the people that are diamond don't really feel like they on the same level as the gold. People. They feel like they got a little bit more. You know what I'm right. saying? And and that's bullshit. But but see, here go the thing. I don't give a fuck what your status is. If your ass ain't in the first class, you still back here with us. Yeah. Or business or whatever. You back in the back with us. No matter what your status is, no matter when you got on the plane, you know what I'm saying? You could be the first one on the plane, but you back here with us, you got the, you know what I mean? You, yeah, if you're you, in the jungle. If you group four beyond and in the back, even if you got status, it didn't mean shit. Cause obviously they got you in the I, I feel like they they treating motherfuckers. It's not even like it's like steerage now. I don't know. I've been paying attention to this uh this air travel shit. They slowly and slowly segmented it and upselling it. Right. Putting motherfuckers closer and closer to the bathroom. Like I mean, somebody gonna be close to the bathroom. But I mean, damn, dude, they like it's so many. If you want a decent seat, not even first class, not business class, if you just want a comfortable seat, sometimes they're gonna hit you for an extra eighty dollars. Thirty comfort. Something crazy. Or if if you wanna be able to pick your seat. You're going to have to yeah. come out the pocket. This shit is starting so, to be a shakedown, too. So, I don't like it. So that's the whole thing. That's the whole point. The CEO of Delta should really shut the fuck up because, because this is his shit. You know what I'm saying? This is their shit. They make, they make this environment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was enough room between your knees, even if it was just four more inches, 
the shit wouldn't be on your knees. So when people slam back, it wouldn't hit you. Right. So he talking whatever talking motherfuckers should ask out the motherfucker done paid four five hundred dollars for a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Nah, motherfucker ain't gonna be trying to ask. But so it's now it's for us in the back to make up the rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey guys, you make up your own fucking rules back there, cause shit. CEO of Delta, he ain't never flying back there. Nah. Let him ride middle seat from motherfucking New York to California and see what the fuck it feel like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so to how to ask a motherfucker to lean his seat back. You ever done middle seat in New York to California? Yeah, yeah. Nah. I've done middle shit. You know what I'm saying? Much last minute tickets I be buying. Yeah, I done middle seat from New York to California. And my process is, I was like, well, if a motherfucker could be a POW and sit in a crate for years, <laughs> I could fucking sit in this middle seat. So I closed my eyes. And get your mind right? Yeah, imagine myself as a POW in the, <laughs> in the motherfucking crate in the middle of Viet Cong and shit. And... Then it don't feel so bad. Oh, <laughs> group six, John McCain ass. You know Shit, you be up and that motherfucker zend out. You can't fucking think about that shit. The only problem I got with middle seat is you can't sleep because you know what yeah, I'm saying. Because you're, you're, you're guard. Yeah, you be. You might fall over to the right or the left, and then you own the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying. So you you gotta kind of keep your post. Keep your entertainment together and keep your focus. Like, that's a real test of focused. The middle seat from LA to New York or New York to LA. Yeah. And you almost can't go to sleep just because you're going to get woken up. Like, if somebody is at the window, they're going to have to get They're going to have to climb over you or they're going to yeah. have to, excuse me, could you? you yeah, know, yeah. you're going to have to by. wake your ass up. Yeah, bro. This Snacks is the- come, motherfuckers going to be reaching over you. You got to, you. You on, you on, you working when you're in the middle seat. Yeah. But I've been there, you know what I'm saying? And I, you know, like I said, I just try to get my mind right, right. zone that shit out, know I got to get the way I got to go, keep my entertainment together. Shit, I was in the middle seat going to New Orleans, three hours. Young hostage zen. Hostage zen and shit. I watched the whole motherfucker. I watched three episodes of Narcos. The Mexico joint? Yeah, yeah. Did you finish it up yet? I finished. I'm done. Man, we need to talk about that shit. Uh, okay. <laughs> what happened? Uh, it was all right. It was all right. It wasn't the... It wasn't bad. It was... I, I fuck with Narcos. Terrible. I fuck with Narcos. But this was the first season. I don't... I can't think of a show uh, in recent memory where I disagreed so much with the lead character throughout the whole <laughs> shit. I think that was the point. <laughs> but I never, like, typically you invested it. Typically the lead character kind of, you you become, you're on the side of the lead character and typically it pays off because they're going to they're gonna do the so-called right thing. This cat was, <laughs> nah, he, don't give a fuck. he was astray. He was doing whatever the fuck he felt like doing. And sometimes he pull the shit off so you be like, all right, you, you withhold judgment. You're like, this motherfucker, all right, okay, you pulled that off. All right, fair enough. But, uh. He JC. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he was shrewd. He like, you know what I'm saying? Paper, huh? like, like, this is this is good for the business. You know what I'm saying? Right. That motherfucker fucked up. It's his fuck up. Shit, I ain't got to fold my whole business because of this motherfucker. Right. So, yeah, you know, this motherfucker's shrewd, man. He ain't give a fuck. He, you know. He he dissed everybody. Everybody got a turn at being dissed, and then of course this is also a dramatization of, of of real motherfucker that 
may been that in a certain way, but may not been all the way like that. Right. They had to put some some frills on. I think it also, I mean, the big thing it felt like it was to launch El Chapo to get that. I don't think we're going to El Chapo next. He going to be involved, but the other look like uh, my man, the other cat who used to fly the plane is going to be next. Amato? Yeah. I fuck he, with Amato. Because he was like, you know what I'm saying, you got to pay attention to him because he could be the one who runs this whole shit, da, da, da. El Chapo is on his way. You can see he on his come up, but I think it, he probably going to be the, the fourth season. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what... um. I just felt like all these little series and shit, like they they had a good pace going and then like his demise was too fucking swift. You know what I'm saying? It was like motherfuckers had one meeting and his shit was over. They <laughs> you know were like, nah, we're not fucking with it. We, and, you're out. And yeah. then it was just over. Like, yeah. come on, man. He ain't had no no plan you for know, that? No, he had no no goons on his side, no nothing. Azul no flipped on back. him. It's like he could have just went to jail, and then, you know what I'm saying, that would have been the end. But, you know, he, they, he was out, and it was over. He was giving too many people his ass to kiss. He reminded me of ghosts how he was right. moving through. He didn't give a fuck about nobody. They was good. Azul was getting the worst of it. Azul was trying to be like, yo, I think you bugging out. He'd be like, Azul, nigga, how Azul. many opinions you got? Exactly. Who team you on, yeah. Azul's? Azul <laughs> let you know at the end. I, he told you from the top. He was like, I don't trust anybody, boss. And that mean you too. Azul. Azul. Young His driver. He, he had all kind of snakes around him. Yeah. He couldn't catch a break. Nah. He dissed the old girl who got her own little operation running now. Talk about a homegirl running a coke. Yeah, yeah, I like her. It's so funny. I can't remember nobody's name on this I mean, shit. Because <laughs> it's like, nah. I guess because the foreign language and shit, you like shit. You be tr- I know the faces in the storyline. I be trying to remember. I know her home. The the girl with the coke. Her her partner's name was like Enadine or something like that. <laughs> the sister, the Benjamin was the brother. I think yeah, Enadine. Yeah. I want to say her name was Maria, but I could be wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she was fighting for women's rights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she was into she, Yeah, that was the way they had that set up was kind of like in line with, you know, equality and pay equality. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? Equal opportunities. Right, right, you know right, right. Yeah. So equal opportunity in the dope game. Mm-hmm. So she was the the uh, champion for She broke equality. the glass ceiling yeah. in, in, in uh, you know drug trafficking. Yeah, because, you know what I'm saying, it was her links. It was her plugs that even got him into cocaine to begin with. You know what I mean? So she had the plugs, and he wouldn't cut in the play. But you know that's shit. He wasn't gonna cut nobody in the play. He wasn't fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was the face. I got no partners. These this niggas, nigga, I only got employees. These motherfuckers work for me. The very next scene, you're, um, you're out. <laughs> this motherfucker, and all he did was sit there and look sad. He ain't, he ain't make no noise. He ain't, he ain't call nobody out. He ain't say, "You motherfuckers, this how you gonna do me?" He's very composed <laughs> through it all. Even even when he was sweating, his you know he was sweated just a little too composed. He's like, "Let me get myself together. I'm fucking up. Shit is going crazy. I might lose this election." You know what I mean? But uh, things worked out for him. But anyway, I don't want to kill y'all with the spoilers. If y'all haven't seen Narcos Mexico season whatever, I guess this is three two. Season two for Mexico. Yeah, season two for Mexico. Check it out. It's, it's worth your while. Ah, uh, shit, man. You didn't see Justin Bieber singing a <laughs> Never Would Have Made It. I can imagine. It. Uh, yeah, he was he was going through. He's singing that Marvin Sapp. 
at the uh I think it was at the uh Sunday service and uh it was interesting, man. See, you know, I I always give niggas when they sick when they go into that. I give them the benefit of the doubt because okay. that's that's one of those. It's Jesus' work. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's uh the Lord. The Lord is working <laughs> yeah, on you know me. I'm trying. I'm in transformation. I'm trying to do the best. Uh, but he he never would have made it in the church choir. No, <laughs> no, no. Not even on the second string. <laughs> He'd have been in the in the back on tambourine. They wouldn't have gave Justin no no real vocal. Not on that record. <laughs> that record, that shit, that shit got to strike a chord. That shit was <laughs> off key. Mm. But anyway, shout out to the Beebs. Oh man, uh, <laughs> gonna shout them out afterwards. You know, that's how you, that's how you, that's how you pave it over. Uh, <laughs> pave that bumpy road. Uh, Pete Buttigieg out there biting Obama shit, stealing his shit. Did you see this shit? <laughs> Stole his mannerisms and everything. Obama niggas. Hey man, you got to, you got to. You know what I'm saying? If you gonna, you gonna come for the king, you gotta, you know, get it right. That is hilarious. I, I'm curious how often that happens, just in that, in that uh, sphere. Melania stole Michelle Obama whole speech. I saw that. I saw that, and I'm curious. That's my thing. I'm curious if it's just that Obama sauce that they want like you know what I mean because Michelle and o and Barack are a, a, quite a tandem right they got bars together that's that's mm -hmm. the little hove and Beyonce of politics so maybe people feel that way but I'm wondering are anybody is anybody on the campaign trail spitting some old Jimmy Carter bars or some you know what I mean I'm, Bill Clinton it, speaking points I think everybody takes from the best you know what I'm saying mm. whatever works you know what I'm saying that worked that got the people going. That was provocative. That that turned the ties this way. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure FDR got bars. That's out in circulation. Yeah. JFK probably got bars in circulation. Shit, make America great again was Ronald Reagan. Exactly. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? You take what works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and run. Remix that and shit. Be, shit. A time before the internet. Shit. Ain't nobody gonna remember that shit. Everybody that remember that shit is halfway dead. Yeah, that's true. Or gone. But now in this era of uh, side to side video, you can't get it receipts, off. Receipts, receipts is yeah, a motherfucker. The receipts era, you can't get it off like it used to. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, man. Shout out to Pete Buttigieg. I think it might be over for Pete. <laughs> I seem like South Bend, <laughs> and I just, I always felt like I never really thought it was gonna happen. For first of all, you going by Mayor Pete. So his his priorities is fucked up. You can't be the president and still <laughs> branch. Yeah, we got to pick one. And it seems like South Bend ain't really behind them, man. Shout out to South Bend. I've been out there, man. South Bend, what's that? Indiana? Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out there for a summer. It's cool, you know. A, a little, summer? A summer. I was what out the there. Fuck you was doing I was uh, I was at a program, Notre Dame. What's that? Notre Dame was a college in South Bend, Indiana. It but was I'm a saying, talk about called, the program. It was a program called Candex McNair. Uh huh. And I think Candax might stand for something that I don't remember anymore, but I want to say it was, uh, yeah, it was based on Ron McNair, mm -hmm. who is, I don't know if he was the first, but he was a black astronaut. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the program was, uh, you know, encouraging science and social sciences. You know, I used to be down with the social sciences, the psychology and all of that. Mm -hmm. So they, they brought me and a couple other people from Clark Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what Candex stands for. I'm tripping. Clark Atlanta, Notre Dame, and Xavier. Oh, 
the three of the three schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I don't remember it. Candex McNair. Shout out to uh uh Mario Borelli. Uh shout out to Dr. Plummer. But it was it was cool, man. It was just like two months out there in fucking Indiana, you know, pre-test, post-testing. You know what I'm saying? Getting your getting your uh your psychology on and then just being in the in the world. Okay. Uh if you black and male, they assume that you play a sport. You know what I mean? Probably, you know what I mean? So they, they like you get you get a different type of privilege out there. Mm-hmm. Uh it wasn't a whole lot to do out there. There was like one mall, I forget the name of the mall. You hang out there. There was like uh it was this little bar called the Icon, short for Irish Connection. Mm-hmm. That uh that had a little something, but that shit I went there one night, that shit turned into a young melee. <laughs> little brawl situation. Not with y'all or just in general? Nah, with, uh, yeah. with y'all. Yeah, because the thing is out there, South Bend and like the kid, you know, the students of Notre Dame, there's like a bit of a, a rift, I guess. As in any school right. and local municipality. The locals. They the look locals. down at the locals. They call them benders. <laughs> they call them benders and there's another term that they call them too that I can't remember that might be even more foul. But they call them benders, and then you know you you play for Notre Dame. That's a that's a that's a nice little trajectory towards mm-hmm. the pros. There's a couple cats that I know that made it to the pros. You know right. what I mean? So like they're treated as such. Right. You know what I mean? So there's a little inequity out there, but that uh that all devolve when some liquor get to it. Right. And then you you know you shit. Ain't nobody that's a big D1 football ass nigga that they ain't typically backing down. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be some shit. Right. So yeah, 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 man. It was it was So they shit. assumed you was a D1. They yeah. they just figured I was black. I figured I, I knew I wasn't, but right. I guess they might have thought a nigga was a kicker or something. <laughs> they just they figured they did. You, you know, very good little, you know who knows what I could have been, DB. man. Yeah. <laughs> I could I was none of that. I was a I was a motherfucking psychology. Uh, internist, <laughs> but I was with the squad. I was with the people, and uh, shit was cool, man. Shout out to South Bend, man. I um, did y'all win the fight? Yeah, I mean, about. I didn't. I'm, you I didn't, didn't participate. Really, nah, not like that. No, no, no. Nah, I was on <laughs> the. Threw, you threw a chair from the back. I didn't throw nothing from nowhere. <laughs> I was, I was on the wing. I saw the shit and I stepped the fuck out of there because I'm not invested in that. I got two months in the game. I'm not on the. I'm not on the squad, and I'm not part of the town. You know what I mean? Nobody disrespected me directly, so I, you know, it is what it is. It felt like it felt like one of them things. It might have been just a little scuffle, but it's almost like the cops. You know, when one cop come, then it's like eight cops just come because they just they ain't got nothing to do. Right. So everybody was like, "Oh shit, I guess we fighting right. again." It's not a lot to do out there, right? 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 You know right, what right, I mean? right? So I guess this is this is what it is. You know, you went to New Orleans. There was the ball. Right. This is the icon. It was the brawl. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is what they do. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, the people of uh, South Bend don't seem to be behind Buttigieg. I say all that to say that. Word. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> man. Shout out to South Bend, Indiana. Um, I seen, I seen online. I seen Snoop is gonna be on the Red Table Talk. Hey, dog, that's <laughs> what that's. That's the redemption table. I mean, or you know what I mean, or the stand down, or stand down redemption. It's something. And he he had the table with Willow. You know when they bring Willow out, it's a motherfucking problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Because Willow will air her disappointment yeah, with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you bring Willow out. Oh, Lord. It ain't going to be as measured. It's going to be like, nah, fam. I ain't like that shit. That's the new generation. I ain't like what you. That was very toxic of you. Hey, boy. Very toxic. Yeah, I'm and then you got, you got 20 plus years of the game of your, you know, that's your, that's your brand. So you can't just all the way sell yourself short. No doubt. How do you negotiate that? That's the new that's the new spot though where so, cats if they say some flagrant shit in the community. Right. They come through there and kind of but again, it was talk inf- it out. inflammatory to the community at Absolutely. large. You know what I'm saying? But Snoop is the nigga who, you know what I'm saying? Isn't we don't love them hoes. We don't love them hoes. Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. Lick on the nuts and suck the dick, nigga. You met me inflammatory. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like that's all good and dandy when you just talking about the, you know, random or no name, no face black woman. Or is it, you know what I'm saying, does it become inflammatory when you're talking about somebody who's part of the black um, intelligentsia and of the black royalty, at least of the court of black royalty? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The court? She's on the court. Of black world, she's like in the queen's court. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So secretary, but, but but you know she's she's in the in the sphere of yeah. We must protect our our black leaders, right? You no, know, I think we should protect all of our black women. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's cool. Everybody cool with it. You know what I'm saying? This bitches ain't shit just right. randomly. Mm-hmm. But now it was Gail. Ooh, you had to feel it, yes. and that and and. And yeah, you feel it. Just like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but I want you to feel that same, keep that same energy when it's, you know what I'm saying, Black China or, you know what I'm saying, or any, you know, of our other sisters on the other end of the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let it just be, let the respect just be equal to everyone. Exactly, because there will be no calling Gail out her name if there was no calling everybody out their name. You know what I'm saying? So... There would be none of that shit like how they play all this shit on the radio, how they play it, if nobody stood for stood for it. You know what I mean? If everybody got called to the motherfucking red table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's not the world we live in right now. And Snoop is sitting at the table having to back down off of his bark on Gail. Yeah. That's With, when that's when, you know, that's what happens when your 20-year-old persona doesn't all the way job with your middle age, <laughs> with your middle age, status, you know what I mean? Yeah, because now, now your peers are, you know, it's not as, it's, you know, it's not yeah. as uh, forgiving, right, as it used to be. And, and then you throwing into that one of ours, like it's like you know, it's one of theirs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's of the of I went the, too far of the people. You don't went too far. You don't called out one of yours, and I'm sure. The execs at whatever network he had had a good talk to him. Like, hey, man, Oprah called me. Yeah, um, Snoop, like, uh, we love you over here. I think we should make it right. And Snoop probably like, I mean, I ain't even mean it all like that, but okay. Yeah, Snoop probably heard that immediately once that shit went up. <laughs> right. Probably got that at the house. It wasn't, there wasn't even no, it was. He was still in the scarf. Hey, Calvin. Yeah, it was one of them calls from the other room. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, Red Table Talk's kind of turning into what Oprah was, no doubt. You know, what and I, mean? I like that. The beauty of it, though, this is the the real beauty of it, is that there is a place to talk it out. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that way you don't just get canceled and and then your whole shit is dependent on fucking right. Today Show and you know what I'm saying? The View and motherfuckers that do not don't give a fuck relate exactly. This shit, Red, the beauty of Red Table Talk is the same thing that was the beauty of the Zulu Ball. You got three generations of, yeah. of black women, right. you know what I'm saying, from Baltimore, uh-huh. well, two of them, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and that kind of understand the spectrum. Like, Jada was running with Pac and, right. and whatever other Baltimore thugs, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Baltimore ain't no motherfucking soft city. Nah. It's charm city, but there's some hard ass shit in yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, shit is tough so, out there. You know, she running the streets in Baltimore. She running the streets, you know what I'm saying, in a real way. Right. So she understands from both angles and and is has went to a place where now she can see the world from another angle. She's enlightened. She's enlightened. She's, you know what I'm saying, she, she has the resources and has been around the world and has raised her kids in a way that's very, um, you know, new wave. Right. Yet in touch. She's enlightened. But she right. definitely still is an empath mm-hmm. to the ghetto. No doubt. Which is, <laughs> which is great. That's what I'm saying. It is great to have that as a platform to motherfucking uh, be able to speak it from the perspective of, you know what I'm saying, where people at. You know what I'm saying? And then have, right. have Willow as the new age, you know what I'm saying? She the real new age Oprah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She don't give a fuck about calling you out on your shit. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it's all good. You got you got mama, you got grandmama, mama, daughter. She probably never heard Doggy Style. I bet she has. She probably heard me three, four songs. She live in LA. Niggas ain't just listening I, I to think, Doggy Style. And I, I don't think in full duration. I don't mean saying she listened to the full duration. She heard motherfucker. She know who Snoop is. She, she know heard the classics. Gin and Juice, and she heard you know what I'm yeah. saying. She heard the motherfucking shit. It's a difference between hearing the singles and like feeling the record. But somebody I, like but somebody like Willow, she probably went back and really listened. I would hope so. I would. I would. I would think maybe I'd give her that benefit of the doubt. But part of me feels like nah. For me, I was like, that shit, you know, that's like saying a nigga look like a reader, but you could give a motherfucker that look like they read a book and they be like, yo, good looking at it. I appreciate it. that shit to sit on the shelf. You know what I'm saying? It's just it what it is. But what they read. Nah, because it's like this shit ain't even relevant right now. I dig it. I understand it for historical purposes, but I'm not as invested as y'all. I would put I would put money on her having listened to, to Doggy Style before I would put it on Jaden. Mm. That's a good one. We might need to go to the comments. Who y'all got? Who's who heard Doggy Style? Jaden or Willow or none of the above? Let us know. <laughs> I, I'm going with none of the above. Nah, I don't I, even think I'm shit, man. I got a feeling they I got a feeling they might not even heard he's the rapper, I'm the DJ. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they see the daddy, black. Yeah, that's their daddy, though. You know what I'm saying? You know, the kids don't be giving a fuck about your shit. They're old shit. Right. Dad, that is so immature. Mm. That is very too. Mm-mm. But, <clears throat> you know. Anyway. Say, you know what I'm saying? But but you, we have to you know keep in mind that we're recording this the day before 
this interview drops. Right. So we, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. We, just, we don't know. Shit, Willow might get on and drop some bars from Doggy Style and shit. We don't know. If she do <laughs> your, if she do your favorite line from what is that? <laughs> I looked at my nigga little half dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me and my homie little half dead. That's the chronic though. It, oh, all right. Well, <laughs> she, she shackled from head to toe, twenty five with a ISL with nowhere to gizzo. I know some niggas from the other sides recognize my face. Nah, the the you know the vulnerability bars where he's like uh, my little my nigga little half yeah that's fucking the song. My, yeah but oh that, no that's no little half dad and fuckers hoes my little cousin dad's and he's oh, fucking my co- hoe oh little dad that's the chronic too bitches ain't shit mm-hmm. I uncaught my shit I'm hard broke but I'm still loke man fuck a bitch if she opened it up like that like a TED talk that'd be amazing big buddy would be in context yeah because that's his song bitches ain't shit yeah but even though. Even in that case, it was because he was emotional right. and heart broke. And that's why he was lashing out. That's They might go to that motherfucker record. They should. I mean, because it was a vulnerable moment for him. Just like being in grieving on, over Kobe. You know what I'm saying? You want to... You 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 wanna you know what I'm saying represent his his legacy and uphold his his wife's uh right. his wife and children motherfucking dignity and 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 respecting that space and mourning. It's probably from the same energy. You're talking about the same person. He older, but it's the same person, and and that's maybe his go to is lashing out. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we'll happens. All right. Brown table talks. Brown table. Ah <laughs> 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 oh, shit, man. What else is good with you, man? What's going on? I know you uh celebrated a milestone. Celebrated a big milestone, man, this weekend. Talk this about twentieth uh, anniversary. Me and my wife. That's diamond, right? Nah, that's something else. Diamond is fifty. Diamond is real old. <laughs> <laughs> diamond is fifty, I think. Gold might be fifty. I don't know. Now nah, you got something though. You yeah. at least yeah, ruby. Something. Nah, this twenty five. That's something. Oh, tw- oh shit. Yeah, man, I'm on my status. I ain't got no status. Chips. <laughs> I'm, <still, laughs> I'm still zone four, nigga. Oh shit. <laughs> no upgrade. So, uh, twenty years in. Yeah. Two decades of black love. How did you celebrate? Well, that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? See, last week we talked about, you know what I'm saying, being having more motherfucking um showing your game right. and shit. But you got to realize that there's some prerequisites to your show. Cuz <laughs> when you, you come you with your a writer? Yeah, no, if you come with your show and motherfuckers ain't ready for your show, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? They ain't buy no ticket. Okay. So now you you showed up and the mother was like, nigga, what did you do? Right. <laughs> oh, you performing? Oh, word. I didn't know you was going to do a performance. If I knew you was performing, I would have. I would have <laughs> wore something for this. Exactly, and that's exactly what it was. So I set up the fancy dinner and all that. I, I fly back from New Orleans at the house or at no, a at, venue, a, at, a, at a, a spot at a spot. Okay, you know what I'm saying? You want to disclose? Well, I mean, we can. I mean, I mean, if you don't want to, don't do it. I mean, it, it really doesn't matter where the spot was, but it was it was a uh, uh, one if by land. No, one if by sea, two if by land. Oh, like no, no, one if by land, two if by sea. It's no, like, it's, it's not a fish spot. It's just like a, a old school fancy spot with candlelit dinners and shit like it's that. Bed style? No, it's in fucking Manhattan. Okay, in the village. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's candlelit shit, you know, roses on the table, nice. you know what I'm saying? Prefix shit where, you know, you, you know. Who yeah. picked that? You picked that? I picked it. You been there before? 
Nah, why would I go somewhere I've been before? Because you know that shit work. No, I went somewhere that was out of my zone. I'm putting on a show, nigga. Oh, all right, but sometimes <laughs> you want to know the stage is uh, sturdy. No, I knew the stage was sturdy. I, read, I mean, I got a suggestion. I read the reviews. All right, all right. saying, I did my research. Okay. Right, I ain't right. just out here just you know willy nilly, willy nilly with my shit. <laughs> the space I wanted to go to, they didn't have no spots open to March, so okay, I couldn't uh, fuck with that. What one, was that? That's a uh, per se. Oh, up in the Time Warner Center? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard that's kind of fly. I've been yeah. past. I don't know if I've been in there. I haven't been in there. That's like a steak spot, right? No, nah, it's, it's, it's whatever, but it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a dining experience. Ooh. You know right. So I wanted, I wanted to do that because somebody told me about that. Uh-huh. But that wasn't available till later. We're going to do that later. Uh-huh. But so I set this spot up. You know what I'm saying? I got the reservation. Boop, boop, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my wife like, man, she, I don't really got nothing to wear to that. So we ended up, you know what I'm saying, going to, we ended up moving that reservation to the next day and okay. then going to a round the way spot just on some, you know, yeah, let's kick it and talk, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, so, you know, we went out to that spot. But we really ended up talking fucking, it wasn't no argument, but right. it was like, damn shit, we ended up doing real talk. Okay. Like uncomfortable issues and shit. Like, yeah. I didn't want to go there. I'm drinking wine, chilling. You know what I'm saying? We done went to a second spot. We in the wine bar and we chilling and shit. And then, you know, she, my wife, she'll jump to another subject. Mm-hmm. Like, real quick. Like, real pivot, real motherfucking fast. While you buzzing. You ain't ready yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, damn, why we talk about that? We weren't even, how we even get here? Like, we wasn't talking about this. We was talking about that. I'm tipsy. Time <laughs> out. So... So I'm fresh off of 24 hours in New Orleans. I flew to New Orleans at, at 6 in the morning, landed, was shooting from 6 to 3 a.m. You know what I'm saying? By the time I did about two hours sleep, jumped back up, got on the plane, came back to New York. Mm. And now it's 12 o'clock the next day off of two hours sleep, and we about to have this discussion. Real talk. We had to have real talk. You know what I'm saying? Which probably was the best thing we could have did. You know right. what I'm saying? Because it was, you know, I'm in the mode of celebrating. Right. Like, hey, man, 20 years, goddamn. Nah, we breaking down hard shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Why this happened and why, how we end up in this position and that, 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 why we, how we ain't where we want to be and how, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? All that good shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, goddamn, we outside in the public. We got to do this. Right. But, you know, it was on the table. It was, you know what I'm saying, brown table talk. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, black table talk. Good conversations, man. Uncomfortable conversations are the key. No doubt. And and it is the, it's, so. It's tough, though. But at a certain point, you're just like, all right, okay. Let me just, all right. You want to know? Okay, here it is, okay? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Okay, this is what we're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Then, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Then if you want to look at this and then, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I ain't doing this shit willy-nilly. You know what I'm saying? Every move I made was because of, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Right. And I was mad, but you know what I'm saying? I was composed. And, but I wasn't mad because we had to do it. I was mad we just had to do it when I was trying to be in Showtime. Right, you know what I'm right. When I was coming, like, hey, now nah, shit, I'm about to ah, lay it out, do our thing. Nah, bro. We it's gonna, almost like a heckler. We're going to do this regular shit we've been doing, motherfucker, <laughs> at a high level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so we did that, and, you know, I kind of went home, 
disappointed not because anything she did disappointed because I didn't I wasn't able to do my showtime right how I wanted to do my showtime got you you know what I'm saying but you know coming into the next day we went and really did the showtime it was good you so know you got saying? to get your showtime yeah you off, got it got it off the next day and you know what I'm saying and just yeah. with the perspective that we were able to come to in the hard discussion mm-hmm it opened everything up and made things easier, made life easier, made general understandings that was stuck. Right. Maybe for years in a in a place of I don't really understand what you're doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it was stuck there. And then being able to open that up brings you to a point where it's like, you know, it frees it frees everybody up to be able to express themselves. You know what I'm saying? Since you you could get the root to the root of what it is. It's like no matter how far you go, there are things in your situation that may be suppressed because a motherfucker's still holding on to a feeling from years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you thinking that you done got past it, that but they holding on to a space of of it shouldn't have been this way. Right. Because the way I see it, you could have did this and you could have did that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? See, I'm an entrepreneur. I did all kind of, you know what I'm saying, shit that is not, you know, stable. You right. know what I'm saying? Because you're taking risk and you, you know what I'm saying, taking chances and sometimes you bust your fucking head and lose a bunch of shit. And, you know what I'm saying, my wife was looking like, you ain't had to do that. You know what I'm saying? Be holding on to that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? They not saying shit about it, but they, they, you know what I'm saying? They holding on to that shit. And there's a lot of things that can't open up because that's blocking the way. Yeah. And until you really break that shit down to like, well, this is why I did that. This is the decision making process that went in that. And if I didn't do that, then it was going to be this. You know what I'm saying? We ain't want that. So, you know what I'm but you don't, you don't, nobody don't know that shit because you do shit and you hold on to it because it's your shit. You take responsibility for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, you don't want to open that because that shit right there is a five-figure situation that, that's going to motherfucking make you sick. But I got to open it. And then I got to handle it and I got to take care of it. I got to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? So those are the types of things that you protect, that you think you're protecting everybody else from. Because you holding on to them, you carrying the bag. But again, sometimes they need to know. Because if not, they gonna resent you for some shit that you really trying to do for everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And once that's out in the open, once that's on the table, then it frees up a whole lot of emotional energy that was stuck. And that's it. That's what we did. That's how we celebrated motherfucker 20 years. But that's, you know, <laughs> you know that's dope though. That's, Is it? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it might not, it might not look like a cake, but it's actually, from what I'm hearing, it, the shit sounds productive as fuck. Right. And it's interesting and inspiring and even just, uh, you know, just a testament to the fact that you could have 20 years into the game and still have room to grow and still have room to 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 uh communicate, you know, uh 
expectations and things of that nature and still learn each other further even after 20 years you know you would figure 20 years you know each other front to back but that just shows you know that's that's the that's how humans are you know what right. i mean like that's a real that's a real relationship a relationship is growing as it's going you know hopefully <laughs> no you know doubt. hopefully if not you know it's, it's dying it's either one or the other i mean it's just like any anything in life you know what i'm saying if you in a family Mm-hmm. And you you could hear the same problem within a family over and over and over every holiday for the next to whenever. You know what I'm saying? They talking about shit from before you was born. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that, 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 remember that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just because that shit be stuck. And and in a relationship, 20 years, you could do you could do 20 years and not know shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because if you if you do surface shit and you never Break through any barriers, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or if one person is just ruling the roost and and they don't give a fuck about what the other person really think, then you won't get nowhere. You know what I mean? It's like you could come in and just be like, "It's my way." You know what I'm saying? It's my way. Or then the other person be sitting over there. It's my way too. Right. And y'all moving in separate bedrooms and y'all just y'all can live together forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You orbit each other. My way to death. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you really gonna get somewhere at certain points there there are things that you're gonna have to expose be vulnerable you're gonna have to change you know i was telling my homeboy the other day man it's like going through life is a series of of lessons and shit and if you're paying attention you know what i'm saying it will set you up for the next level right you know what i'm saying so like when you meet your lady Y'all all good. Y'all doing your little, ooh, you so beautiful. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Do, 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 oh, I love you. All that good, good shit, right? And you think, feel like you know them. You know what I'm saying? Y'all in a good place. Then a woman gets pregnant and they start changing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Hormonally at the base level, but their personality, the way they react to things, the way, you know what I'm saying, the shit they like, the shit they the, they taste, you know what I'm saying, how they smell shit, all that's changing. And it's frustrating that for, for you as the partner because now the person you knew is not there no more. You like, oh shit, what the fuck, you know what I'm saying? And then they, they attitude is quicker, you know what I mean, because they, they doing a whole bunch of shit within their body that you ain't doing. So you just a dead witness. Your job, your only fucking job, from my understanding, is... To learn from this process because in that process what happens you know what i'm saying you gotta be a little more patient you gotta be a little more understanding right you gotta you gotta give a lot more of yourself you gotta be a lot more uh selfless and then when the baby comes, you start to understand damn now this baby crying at four in the morning you get, somebody gotta sit up with him you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. then you understand this is why you had to be patient you know what I'm saying? Because even if you ain't the one sitting with them, you're going to get awakened by the whole shit. You're going to be a part of the process. And you realize, damn, this is why I had to become patient. This is why I had to learn how to be more selfless. Because, damn, now I got to give my whole shit over to this little person. And then you start raising kids. And then you're going through life in these 20 years. And you got little beefs here and you got you know good times here and you you start to learn all these lessons that when now when your kids become older you start to understand why in those relationships in that time you had to 
understand it wasn't all about you. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just you and how you feel and the way you want it. You know what I mean? Because now when your kids get grown, you're not going to be able to control them. You're not going to be able to tell them what to do. And they might be somebody that's different than what you would have them to be. But your years of experience have taught you that sometimes you got to let yourself go to let them grow. And I be looking at life at, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, all these little lessons, oh, it's setting me up. You know what I'm saying? It's setting me up to be, you know what I'm saying, how I need to be. So when you go through it, you like, shit. Not when you're going through it. When you're going through it, you be like, man, what the fuck is going on? Right. But after you can sit back and really look at what happened and how, you know what I'm saying, what you talked about and the things you learned, you realize that you needed that shit. Gives you some perspective. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad I had went through the other shit before so I could be prepared to hear this shit. A lot of people ain't prepared to hear their shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to throw somebody else's shit right. out on the wall. But when you have to see your shit to hear about yourself, lined up, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? You got to check yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or you're going to buck it and you're going to never learn. If you don't never learn, then you end up repeating that shit over and over. And I see people who are repeating shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see people who even, you know what I'm saying, grown ass motherfuckers repeating shit because they ran from it the first time. Mm. That shit. This is a deeper conversation, but I would like to get into it in another pod. But <clears throat> talk about it. As you get older, like it does feel as though. I don't want to say you got to kill it, but you absolutely definitely need to tame your ego and your yeah. and, and and get your pride in check. You know what I'm saying? And and like open yourself up. Like you said, like when you hear more about yourself and you you know what I mean? Like try to move less defensively, right. you know? And it, that's that that takes work. That takes right. uh, you know, that's that's a that's a process. And the thing about it is everybody don't want to do it because it's yeah. not easy and it's and it's it's painful and you feel like a sucker and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to be no motherfucking sucker. Nah. But that be your ego. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so so as a as a as a as a man at some point, you're gonna have to look beyond yourself. And I think, like you said, with kids and, and being in a relationship and you know what I'm saying? Just even sometimes doing the work. I think people more suited to do it in their work than they are in their personal life. Right. They can let themselves go when they go to their job and have to do the work of the business. Mm -hmm. But when they come home, you have your way. Like, shit, I done paid all the bills around this motherfucker. It's my right, way. Right, right. Shit, yeah. what the uh, put importance in and the then, wrong uh, shit. then the motherfucker on the other side be like, motherfucker, but you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you, da -da -da, you ain't this, you ain't that, motherfucker. Yeah. What about that? Yeah. You be like, hold up now. Shit, hold up now. That's not how I see myself. <laughs> hold up, anime, what the hell? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> shit, <man>. motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit, you, you don't want to hear that shit. Nah. You breaking your shit down, then you can get you get mad, but what you gonna do? For the best. Get better, man. That's it. You just got to get better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to get better for yourself, not because of what nobody else say. You get better for yourself, so it's less of that shit could be said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's 20 years. That's the lessons you learn in that shit. And that shit ain't no motherfucking 
happy shit. The motherfuckers be talking about getting married and oh yeah, happily ever after. That shit is just happily ever start. You know what I'm saying? That's the, just the day one, nigga. The next day you got work to do. It's a gig. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, nigga, you got work to do. And then you start having kids and there's more work to do. And it's on top of the work that you got to do. Really, a lot of times you can ignore the work you got to do on yourself because you, you could hide it behind raising the kids. But that shit still be there waiting on you. Oh, shit is right there you know what I'm in your yeah. inbox. In your inbox, nigga. When them kids get out the house, you be sitting right there with that shit. Like, goddamn, looming. That's why people just break up. They're like, fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? They leave all that too much shit in the inbox. Like, man, fuck that. You ain't got time to fix this shit. Fuck it. Shit. <laughs> Twenty years. That's real shit, man. Yeah. That's real. That's real talk. Yeah. That's real perspective. That's a real testimonial. Congratulations to both of y'all. You're doing oh, it. Y'all in it. You know. Uh, where you gonna be this week? Tell the people. I'm gonna be here, man. I'm be in New York City. Be on the gram at Mr. Muhammad. Be on Twitter at Mr. Muhammad. Holla at your boy. Now I'm saying. There it is. Shit, I'll be at East. Uh, actually, I'll be at New York Comedy Club tonight. I'll be at Eastville Comedy Club on uh, Friday. And I'll also be at Eastville Comedy Club on Thursday. So fuck with me. Until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in a conversation. We out. Conversation.